0: You have entered the best podcast of the day. Welcome. Come on in. We're happy that you're here. We got Josh and... And...
1: I really hope that's not the way you're recording this, but you got
0: Pat here. I want to talk like that this entire episode.
1: Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> he's really recording it that way guys. I really have no idea. Um please excuse his behavior
0: cuz that's just I'm sorry. It's out of his
1: nature if he actually did that. I'm
0: surprised. <laughs> I'm just hyped up, dude. We so we're recording now. Typically we do our recordings at 7:30. It's uh almost quarter after 8 cuz we've been it's been a while. We've kind of had a little bit of time away from each other and we had some catching up to do and
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a weird few weeks to say the least.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Busy. Um, and we're talking about some creative stuff that we have in mind for this podcast in the near future. And I don't know, man, I'm ready to run through a brick wall now. Somewhere yeah, absolutely.
1: Whatever. So and just kind of in that same spirit, guys, like and I want to encourage you to continue to listen because we've got some really good ideas um, that we were just talking about to get some like engagement from you guys and some possible prizes, maybe. I don't know. So yeah. just yeah. to kind of encourage you or encourage your friends to listen. Um, definitely got some really good ideas in order to get the, to get the community involvement in this as well, because that's one of
0: our biggest missions Yeah is to get that community involved. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, we, we never brag about ourselves because we're just, we're, we're those kind of people. I don't know. I don't know how to talk about myself. I don't like talking about myself. Self-evaluations at work are the hardest. Oh, dude, they're awful. I I'm like sweating thinking about it, but I will say w- one of the cool things about our podcast is that there is an episode for everyone? We, a lot of podcasts are talking one thing. We are all over the place to be. We're like throwing spaghetti Absolutely. on the wall.
1: Yeah, I think it's really, and I think that's what makes it kind of unique because we do give that little bit of everything for someone. So if you don't even listen to all of our episodes, I feel like we're going to at least have something for you to listen to. And I hope, at least my hope, is that you get something out of it, even if it's just a chuckle. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind. If I can make you laugh, that's good for me.
0: That's the goal. And if you're continuing, uh, if you're a continued listener, I want to do some house cleaning and some following up from our previous podcast. So, the first thing is, I still have not watched Halloween and I hate myself. That's my fault.
1: Pat uh, got really busy this week and had some really crazy things going on and he failed to uh, uphold his end of the bargain. And uh, that definitely was not a good look on my part.
0: It's all good though cuz it's still October and there's still time. And I've been busy as well and I'm thinking within this next week I can report back and let everyone okay. know. So, okay, okay, okay. I didn't forget we're going to talk about it eventually once I watch it and I'm a better person. The other thing I want to clean up, uh we had a listener um actually Lauren who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. She called me out because when I was saying it in the moment it didn't feel right and I could not grasp who I was trying to say I was talking about um oh gosh uh The Shining I was talking about the Stanley Hotel and I said it was a Peter King he, that's the dude that directed um King Kong I'm talking about Stephen King <laughs> God himself I didn't even catch you I heard King I didn't even catch the first name so uh I would have caught
1: that because I'm like uh no
0: I know so he's a beast um, I, I do know what I'm talking about with some things, but apparently I don't know Stephen King's name, who's like one of the greatest horror uh authors of all our- oh. I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I let you all down. Um, but dude, I'm telling you, this autumn or this fall is one of the best ones. We keep talking about that every episode, but the weather this fall is like I feel like we haven't had this for years. Usually it goes Absolutely. from 85 up until the middle of October and then like 35 and then just straight to winter. The The leaves are incredibly beautiful and we're getting a pretty long lasting fall, dude. Absolutely. And
1: this is my favorite time of year. I, again, I know I've hit on that a lot and I'm excited because Molly and I are going to Tennessee in a few weeks. So we're going to get to see some of the foliage of that. Yes. Uh, it's been nice because it's been kind of weird because Ohio has been having some really cold slash warm days. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the leaves are, la- the,
0: the leaves are lasting a bit longer mm-hmm. uh, this year. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so for tonight, we're, we're sticking in this Halloween uh craze and phase. Um, we talked about episodes to watch a couple weeks ago. And I'll tell you, one I started watching is the haunting of Bly Manor. It's on Netflix. If you've watched the haunting of Hill House, you've got to watch this. It is, it's really, really good, dude. Um I haven't felt watch like, those. oh, you got to watch it, man. It's, I don't get scared watching shows. And I felt very anxious watching them because they do a really good job of keeping you feeling suspenseful. um Yeah, definitely check that out. Um, but what we're going to talk about tonight, we kind of teased it a little bit last week. I want to talk about reincarnation with you, because I think this is a topic, it kind of falls into supernatural um, in a way. And it's just a really interesting topic. I think that a lot of people Think about if they even don't discuss it, and your thoughts on it. Um, and I have some examples um, that are really hard to explain if you don't believe in it. Um, and then I also, if we have time, want to talk through a lot of our traditions that we have for Halloween, where the heck they came from, and the origin of those, how it's kind of changed over time, and those sorts of things. So I just want to uh, messily transition right into reincarnation. And when I say that word, what do you think?
1: Um, Reincarnation to me, kind of like, I don't know why my brain immediately goes to like ancient ancient Egypt, right? Or something like that. Because that was like something I think pretty sure that that there's something they believed in. Like they thought that their kings and stuff like that would come back in different forms. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it's also kind of something that depending on what kind of, like, I guess what crowd you're in, it seems kind of taboo. Yeah. I mean, to me, you know, I mean, think that like, coming from like zanesville ohio right like Mm -hmm. that would be something that we would not typically talk about Yeah, people would probably think you're a little crazy if you were thinking that people were going to come back from the dead or like you know come back in a different form in however many years Mm -hmm. so i don't
0: know i think intriguing is what i think if that makes sense, very good word and i think that's where i am too um i'm always uh enthralled by these stories and whenever I hear it, like, if people have examples of it, or um, if I'm on the internet, and like, I see a story, like a clickbaity story on Facebook, I'm probably going to click it. Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting, man. And you're right. Uh, it, it It's conflicting um, mm-hmm. for some folks. And I actually wrote a paper on it. Several years ago for a grad school class, um, the class was weirdly enough about death and dying the entire class. Oh, I remember you did take that. Okay. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Okay. And the whole purpose of the class was to learn about death, to face death in a sense of like knowing that it's inevitable. And even though you're young, it's going to be your day one time. And so how do you improve your life now? So that way, when you are there, you feel like you've maximized your life. Um, and then also kind of looked at how different religions process and mourn death really I't do know the class was really eye-opening um but one of the things that I remember when I was writing that paper a couple of years ago um this is from americanmag..org but 25 percent of Christians um, believe in reincarnation really um, yeah which if if you're going by the very traditional um like, sense of christianity and if you believe everything very rigidly um those don't match right
1: right no 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 like that's like yeah no that's weird i was i'm actually kind of surprised that you would say that like most christians it's kind of like you know you're you're dead you're dead Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the end of it (laughs)
0: yeah yeah so when i read that stat i was like whoa so that that goes to show that um even people who practice one faith um even if they don't believe it, they kind of open their ears or listen to, Mm -hmm. or read more into something from a different faith. And it typically falls into like South Asian and East Asian traditions. So think Mm of things like, um, Hinduism or, um, Taoism or those sorts of religions. Um, from encyclopedia britannica they said that reincarnation in religion and philosophy is the rebirth of the aspect of an individual that persists after bodily death um and so it could be consciousness mind soul or other entity um and certain practices it could be human animal spiritual or even in some instances vegetable i had not heard that vegetable before. i've never yeah. heard of that yeah. <laughs> interesting And this all kind of revolves around the idea of karma. And I think that we throw around karma a lot um, in Western society, Um, Mm. not in a religious sense, maybe, um, maybe so for some people, but I feel like we just kind of use it as a uh, societal thing. It's kind of like one of our things that we just kind of say as a saying, right? Like that's, hey, it's almost like a negative thing. Like
1: we're getting back at somebody.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. Karma is kind of viewed because car- there's good karma and bad karma, but I feel like a lot of times it's a, people are throwing it out in a negative sense. You're right.
1: Yeah, like I hope karma gets them or like karma is a bitch. <laughs> yes. my language, yes. like You yes. know what I mean? Like that's how we kind of, we kind of view it in like this Western American culture. Hmm.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. And, um, I guess a lot of this kind of revolves around the idea of karma. Um, so uh, again, this is from Encyclopedia uh, Britannica. They said, a doctrine of karma, um, the law of cause and effect, which states that one um, what one does in this present life will have its effect in the next life. So I think we all kind of know that process. But then it says, in Hinduism, the process of birth and rebirth, so that reincarnation is endless until one achieves, I'm gonna mess this up and I apologize, mashka, or liberation from that process so essentially um, if you're not living life the right way if you're not understanding kind of the purpose of life if you're not doing the right thing then it's kind of like responding and call of duty once you die you're going to pop up somewhere else and you're going to be somewhere else in the world um, or whatever and, to, and you're going to keep this process going until you've reached this enlightenment phase if that makes sense
1: no that makes sense it's kind of like until
0: yeah i mean it kind of makes sense it's like
1: you kind of get that redo until you figure out the meaning yeah until you figure out life Mm -hmm. it's almost like the reaching that super ultimate like awareness
0: yeah almost right right so and it it can take multiple lifetimes is what is what this is saying and i'm sure Mm. as i'm talking through all this too i mean obviously every person has their own interpretation of this and arrives from different places and whatnot but that's kind of my takeaway from a little bit of research that I've done, um, hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know. I just hearing that, um, I found that very. I keep saying interesting, or as you said, intriguing, um, because, gosh, I mean, if if that is a, a a belief that you latch onto, then that is a good that's good motivation to kind of stay in line right (laughs) right yeah yeah absolutely and I think um my gosh I mean I remember as a person who practices um Christianity I always have thought of reincarnation um and in the sense of like you know even with animals and those sorts of things like is is there someone from a previous life reborn into this animal that i'm interacting with or um if someone is acting very poorly in this life uh, maybe they come from a lot of money and they look down on people and they're never um assisting or trying to learn or better themselves then like would they come back as a really poor person or some, something like that um and it's nothing that i've never really uh bought into ex- fully and dove 100% into it but I've always kind of had those fleeting thoughts as I'm going through different interactions in life
1: yeah and I think a lot of people do too because I think a lot of people and maybe this is just me but I do think a lot of people kind of just like think about that like you know I don't know to me it's like natural to be like think about something like that like oh I wonder if that person came back in a different way you know what I mean I don't know it just sounds like something you can naturally think about but not be fully immersed in it
0: right you know what I mean this is deep. I was hyper like five seconds ago. Now Patrick has his like <laughs> hand and he's kind of like brushing his chin, like the thinker right now. And yes. I know we're kind of like looking all over the place as we're talking. Cause it's, it's a lot to grasp and I'm sure you're listening to this and you probably have had these thoughts too. And I don't care where you fall on any faith spectrum. Um, this is kind of like a humanity kind of thing. Like you said, um, even if you don't fully believe in it, you may have considered or thought through it at some point. Right.
1: Absolutely. Cause I mean, if you think about it, a lot of our, like even like I brought up at the beginning of this, and a lot of some of our scholastics, even growing up as young children, that is something we're actually taught that like other uh, cultures believe in. And, and a lot of actually like ancient cultures believed in the idea of reincarnation. Mm. So it's always an idea that's there and you're kind of thinking in your head, like, is that really real? Is mm. that something that actually happens? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it's really weird when you, cause you, I don't know, maybe it's just me too, but like sometimes you'll get this like weird vibe from somebody or something, you know, like, man, I feel like I know that person, but I don't know that person at all. Yeah. Um. So maybe sometimes I don't know, and that's just crazy. So maybe it is, and we probably sound like a bunch of crazy kooky guys talking <laughs> about right now, but it is one of those weird things where you're, you know, it's just the realm of that unknown, I guess.
0: So let me. There's science for it. No, there isn't.
1: We're a society built on science. So it's really
0: hard when you have no like facts to prove something. Mm-hmm. So let me dive even, dive even deeper into that. Cause I, I was thinking about this and then when you brought it up, it really resonated with me when you said you have those moments where you are around someone or you're in a situation, almost like the deja vu, right? Like does deja yes. vu, deja vu definitely falls into that realm of reincarnation because you're like, okay, have I been here before in a different life or whatever it may be? Um, or even I think about like, Oh, I mean all the time, uh, and this is a, a rabbit hole too, that I, we could spend an episode on this, but there are so many times, even from a young age, I will think to myself like how, um, or like why was I born into this specific um spots where i am not in a negative way like why am i here it was like i am truly curious like why was i born in zanesville in the united states with this uh this um set around me where i could have been born in asia or i could have been born in mexico or whatever it is um i feel like that kind of falls into it too but Yeah, I'm all over the place. It's just interesting. But what I want to get back to is, um, do you have any instances, specific instances or certain things that scare you or whatever, where you feel like I might have done this in a past life or I may have died this way in a past life? Or do you ever have those kind of thoughts? No, I can say I've ever had anything like that. I do get lots of deja vu though.
1: Mm -hmm. Like lots of deja vu. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's weird. It's, it's usually like, and it's very vivid things too. And that's what's strange is I'll get that like moment where I really cognitively remember this specific event, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but it does. And I'm curious, do you have any, do you have an example? Cause a lot of times it's just weird random stuff, but is there anything that sticks out in your mind that you can. It's usually nothing that's super like important, I guess. Yeah. It's really strange though. Most of the time when I get deja
1: vu, it is based around decisions that I'm having to make. Hmm. So I will, and this is gonna sound really creepy. <laughs> so sorry, all guys that are all listening. But I will get moments where I'm thinking about something, or I'm like faced with a tough decision. Yeah. And I immediately will immediately, and my brain goes to, I've had this specific decision in the past like about certain, like not in the past, but like I've, I remember having to have had to make this decision. And they're really, there's such unique decisions that I'm like, there's no way I've actually had to really think about this in my life previously.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's been kind of interesting at times in my life. It's gotten much more vivid, I guess, or like in my face as I've gotten older. Yeah. Where I remember some of those things and it will be like certain events that, or certain decisions that I'm like, oh, that led to that event, but then I'm, I, I will
0: remember that specific event if that makes sense. That's wild, dude.
1: It's I kind of never, crazy.
0: I've never heard you share that before. I've never heard that from you.
1: It was really weird uh, growing up as a kid because I would get a lot of things like that. It was really bad when I was younger. I would get a lot of like moments where I would see these certain things, and like the next day, like I that it would be something stupid, like being in class and like using this like specific glue stick or this specific conversation. And it was weird because it would be that immediate moment of deja vu. we are like, huh, that's happened before. Mind blown. Yeah. You don't really share things like that, though, because, like, again, I think when you start talking about stuff like that, sharing like what you're really experiencing, when you're talking about something like that, that's so un- out of the natural, it's got that such taboo mm-hmm. attached to it that people kind of think you're a little crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And i'm sorry here all hear you here say a little crazy is a good thing
0: right <laughs> yeah and then i hear you say that and then i'm like oh, okay well i don't feel as crazy to share this or whatever yeah. because and
1: not to get my not to get too religious about it but what i find interesting i guess now the more that i'm thinking about it i i mean it's not for reincarnation purposes but like a lot of times the people that will kind of like shun you away and be like okay you're talking crazy talk are a lot of times the same people that go to church on Sunday, right? Or like people that are Christians. And I'm like, you realize how not that I've ever had some like mind blowing like uh, epiphany that has been given to me by God, but numerous times we see on through the Bible where, you know, dreams or, you know, imagery are given to people in order to, you know, make them great leaders or to tell them what they need to do. So it's not something that's completely out of the norm if you're a Christian, I guess. So it's, it's, the idea of seeing things and images. And kind of foreshadowing, so to speak, I guess uh, it should not be a very unnatural or un, you know, charted territory. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of got a little off topic there.
0: But. No, you didn't. Um, I I I cannot believe um, that I had never just heard that from you. I, I'm glad that you shared that, and I have I definitely have those deja vu's, but I also so. In terms of experiences where I have felt like I've interacted with someone from a previous life or whatever it may be, I don't really have any with um, people that come straight to mind. I'm sure I have, and it's just not bubbling to the top right now. But there is one instance with an animal, and I was out west in Arizona, and I was at Petrified Forest National Park, and I have not told you this story before, and. I'm by myself. I did a solo trip, work trip. And then I took a couple of days after just to kind of explore the area and petrified forest is an area that used to be essentially the rainforest. Um, when the, when the kind of all the continents were one and then when it broke off, it is where it is now in Arizona and became much more arid. So it's so weird. It's just like this barren desert le- uh, landscape and these trees have petrified. And so they're basically rocks now, but they're all these tree stumps and stuff like that. And this area was heavily um, inhabited by natives or like native Americans and for thousands of years. And there's just all kinds of traces of folks who used to live here. They have a thing called newspaper rock and there's all these hieroglyphs from natives from like a thousand years ago and stuff. And I'm walking on this trail by myself, and it's this area where it was this, the remnants of this sprawling market, and this was a, I mean, a hu- I mean, thousands of people's people lived here. It was uh, shops and restaurants and houses and city halls and all that kind of stuff. And there's just little stumps of foundations, right? <laughs> and I'm in this space, and I can feel the weight of the, um, just like the sacredness of this area, as weird as that sounds, I could just, I could feel um, like energy there in a way. And as I'm walking on this trail, this giant blackbird is kind of flying over my head and lands on this spot of a foundation. And he just kind of looks at me and we kind of looked at each other. And it was so weird, man. Cause like just looking into this bird's (laughs) eyes, he was looking at me and I'm like, okay, this is just a smaller bird. It's like a crow essentially. And I wouldn't normally think of anything of it, but I'm stopped and he stopped and we're looking at one another. And it was just like this mutual respect kind of thing. It was really weird. It was almost like we're one in the same. And he, he stayed where he was and I got closer and he did not move. And mm-hmm. then I ended up going past him and turning around and he got up and flew and like kind of went around and then came back to that same exact spot again. And he just kind of remained in that spot for the next several minutes. And he kept circling around and coming back or leaving and coming back. And like that specific spot was like a unique or it was a special spot to him. And it could have just been a bird flying in the sky and landing, but in the moment it felt like something more than that. Mm. It wasn't like I went home and reflected on it. In that moment, it felt like I had a connection with this bird. And I don't know if that bird was from a previous incarnation of um, folks who used to live there or what, I don't know. But um, it was really, really cool. If anything else, it was just a really cool experience. But for me personally, when I asked you about like, where do you see yourself or do you see yourself in a previous life or whatever, I feel that way with ships and I don't know why there's something about boats and specifically like sinking boats that if I even see like pictures of boats that are sinking or if I see videos of like water, like the Titanic, the Titanic movie where Mm -hmm. water's kind of rushing in through the portholes or kind of ascending up the steps. That should freak everyone out, but there's this added level of extreme anxiety and fear that I feel when that happens. And from a young age, I've always thought like, I don't know why I feel this like, I feel like someone's sitting on my chest if I even see a picture of that. And so I have always had this like uh, fleeting thought of like, did something happen to me in a past life where I drowned on a ship?
1: Mm, That's weird. Yeah. Not a bad way, just mm, strange.
0: I told you, man. Interesting conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is definitely one of the more um, awkward conversations we've We're had. We're talking about like. birds and
0: boats and deja and everything.
1: Yeah. Reincarnation, you guys, you're all gonna like be like, okay, they don't went on the crazy train. <laughs> I mean, that's just where this is going.
0: But I think this stuff is so interesting because um, I don't know, it's just there's and I'm about to hop in some examples into some examples here. Um, and I'm, I'm just curious. I'm going to read some of these to you They're Yeah, they're yeah, absolutely. A couple paragraphs. So it's story time, kind of like last week when I was reading off of the places to go visit, but okay. So here we go. So the first one, the title of this is a four-year-old recalled life as a Hollywood agent. So in 2009, at the age of four, a boy named Ryan began waking up, clutching his chest and screaming about how his heart exploded in Hollywood. His mother became intrigued when the son revealed more details from a former life. He insisted he once lived a ho- in a house in Hollywood on a street with the name Rock in it, where he had three sons and a na- and a friend named Senator Fives. So already a four-year-old is like giving- yeah, that's weird. Details. And like, I know when a kid is young, they can kind of like just, they can have a big imagination and they can like say kind of like whatever, but these are kind of like specific details, weird. So one day his mother was going through a book featuring photos from old Hollywood. Uh, This boy peeked over his shoulder and or over her shoulder and excitedly identified one man as George and another as himself. The mother contacted a psychiatrist from university of Virginia medical center who conducts research on reincarnation. The uh, psychiatric um, or psychiatric trisk, the doctor, (laughs) Verified the man in the photo, Um, he was once a film star named George Raft, and the other man was Martin Martin, who died in 1964. Upon contacting the daughter of this star, she confirmed that he was, in fact, a Hollywood agent, lived on North Roxbury Drive, had three sons, and once met with New York Senator Irvin Ives. After meeting with the senator's daughter, Ryan lost interest in his Hollywood memories. He was standoffish at the meeting and told his mother afterwards that his daughter's energy had changed. The doctor's explanation upon seeing people from their past have moved on. These reincarnated children gain closure and forget their former existences. Wow. Talk about just like. So now I, I think the fact that he had like details of the street, he, had details of like the number of kids i don't know man that's That's, crazy
1: that's some like crazy stuff right there that's pretty specific yeah talk about like kind of just scary and
0: creepy yeah like if you're a parent and your kid is saying that kind of stuff like what do you do? you're just like
1: wait what who are you talking to
0: do you freak out or do you like try to gain more information i think i'm more like just like confused yeah i think i would be too i'd be like wait what do you think you would go into more questioning and try to get answers or would you just kind of be like, Oh, you just being a kid. I feel like I would be like, I mean,
1: with specific details like that, I might be a little bit more concerned and want to get a little bit more details. Like, what are you talking about here? Like, what do you mean? I feel like that would like having such specific
0: details. That's really hard to ignore. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I have a couple more for you here. A Midwestern toddler recalls writing gone with the wind. So from the time he was two years old, a Midwestern child named Lee insisted that he had another house and another mommy. By the age of three, he began saying he was born on June 26th rather than his actual birthday, June 21st. Lee claimed his middle name was Ko. He wrote movies for a living and had a daughter named Jennifer. His sister asked him how old he was when he died, and he promptly replied, "48." Lee's curious parents relayed the titles of several movies to Lee, asking if he had written them. When they mentioned Gone with the Wind, Lee became enthusiastic. He eagerly claimed that he wrote the film. After a quick Google search, Lee's parents learned the writer of Gone with the Wind was named Sidney Coe Howard. Howard was born on June 26th, had a daughter named Jennifer, and passed away at 48. As these details of Co's life were unknown to Lee's parents, it's unclear how he knew them. What? What?
1: Ugh. Like, I don't even know what you do in that position as a parent. I'm just gonna be completely lost at that point. Like, I don't even understand. Like, I don't even think you can comprehend that.
0: There's just so many layers of details <clears throat> to that. <clears throat> I also thought it was interesting both in that one and in the previous one, how yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kids and how once it was addressed, it kind of finished or like Mm -hmm. gone. It's almost like they got that closure and they were able to kind of the previous person inhabiting got the closure and they were able to kind of move on. Interesting. Mm. I got one more for you. And this one is, um, I think, one of the craziest. Okay, dude, you ready for this? I'm ready. The title, A Retired Fire Chief Felt an Emotional Link to a Civil War General. What? Okay. When retired fire chief Jeffrey Keene and his wife vacationed to Maryland, he was caught off guard when visiting a Civil War battlefield called Sunken Road. Keene became inexplicably emotional as he entered the field to the point where he thought he may suffer a heart attack. While the, phys- while the physical pain passed, he found an uncanny connection to the area. So this dude rolls up to this civil, ground, civil war battleground um, area and he feels like he's having a heart attack all of a sudden. So later he recounted the, inci- the incident to a psychic at a party. She asked if he believed in reincarnation. He felt the in- instinctive urge to say the words, not yet. While reading a civil war magazine in his home, he found an article about a Civil War general identified as General Gordon. Gordon had fought in Sunken Road during the during the Battle of Antietam. During this battle, he was best remembered for repetitively shouting the words, not yet. Upon researching Gordon's life, Keane found more connections between himself and Gordon. Keane had bodies or he had marks on his body similar to the wounds that Gordon suffered in war. On Keene's 30th birthday, he was admitted to the hospital with terrible pain in his jaw. When Gordon was 30, he was shot in the face. Jeez.
1: Talk about a gruesome ending to that, shot in the face.
0: Yeah. So this guy had marks on his body similar to the wounds of the previous one. He had jaw pain and the previous guy had been shot in the jaw. Like, what? what? I don't
1: know, man.
0: You also have to like wonder,
1: you know, like some of that stuff's just so like can uncanny. Like, how do you even begin to
0: unpack that? I know. This is on um a web, by the way, I'm getting this from ranker.com. Um, but yeah, I I when I wrote that paper, I remember multiple times folks who were um claimed to have been reincarnated, they'd have birthmarks. And basically, what they say is your birthmark is your death mark from your previous life. Hmm. So, if someone had a birthmark um, on their butt, maybe they were um, shot in the butt or something like that, <laughs> or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is this is a random
1: example.
0: <laughs> I didn't want to go too lethal. I'm like, I don't want to say like ribs or something like, I don't know. So I guess, I guess, I guess, but is probably one of the weirdest ones to pick though. <laughs> um, but something else I, I have, I'll never forget this. I heard this probably five years ago and I think about it too often. And they said, if you are reading, what if we're all, this is like a shower thought thing. It came from a shower thoughts account and they said, What if the reason that babies cry when they're born is because they're coming from their previous life and they miss everyone and they can't explain it to anyone. And then by the time they are able to talk, they're so far removed from that previous life that they kind of forget about it and move on to the next, to this current life. Mind blown. Maybe it's just because they're hungry. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I,
1: know, man. I don't know. But that is some interesting stuff. Like it's like, you know, I don't know. I think it goes into that realm of like there's so many things that are just unknown in our world and our universe that you just don't know. I mean, there's no science to prove or disprove. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Things. So it's like, how do
0: you I don't know. It's like a faith it's, thing almost. Yeah. So it, it is food for thought. And you don't have to believe it, um, but it's interesting to at least read through, give thought to, and I don't know, maybe even experience. Okay, that's our segue sound to the next topic. Yeah, I'm curious. I want to
1: hear some of these traditions.
0: <laughs> okay, so wait, what was that transition sound again? <laughs> now we're talking about... It's so be
1: a little creepy tonight. This is a creepy episode. I'm a little tired tonight, and so it's just like it's going downhill. But it's it's fun. I'm having fun with it. I'm having a lot of fun with
0: it. Okay, so we have. I'm not going to go through all these, but we have spooky Halloween traditions and their origins. So, when I tell you jack o' lanterns, where did where did that come from?
1: I don't know why, but something like that seems
0: like something that would have been done in like Germany. Why? First off, can we unpack? Like we. In Western society in in America, we are always like intrigued or um, like we kind of like judge other traditions. We have some weird holiday traditions. Absolutely. We cut faces into pumpkins specifically. We cut down a tree and put it in our living room. We paint chicken eggs for the Easter bunny. (laughs) Like what what are we doing? (laughs) I have no idea.
1: We're just like making up our own things as
0: we go. I guess so. So uh, jack-o'-lanterns originated in Ireland. I want you Mm -hmm. to guess what the original piece of food was that they used instead of pumpkins. Instead of pumpkins? Yeah. Can you give me a hint? Um, It's something that grows in the ground. Was it a squash? Turnips. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. So people originally in Ireland used turnips instead of pumpkins, and it's based on a legend about a man named Stingy Jack. He repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him on, out on the condition that Jack would never go to hell. When he died, however, Jack learned that heaven really didn't want his soul either, so he was condemned to wander the earth as a ghost for all eternity. The devil gave Jack a lump of burning coal and a carved-out turnip to light his way. And then eventually switched gourds. Mm. Huh. Uh, it's this wandering soul that is lighting up a turnip with a lump of coal to guide his way throughout forever wandering. But for now we cut faces and pumpkins and put candles in it.
1: I mean I guess you could say the guy was trying to turn up for what
0: <laughs> Sorry guys dad joke I'll give you that laugh I'll give you that laugh dad, dad joke dad joke you're welcome. <laughs> what about um, costumes? Where, where, what, what's your thought on that?
1: I don't know why but part of me would say that that maybe probably originated from more of like a Spanish holidays or like more of like from that kind
0: of heritage. Okay. Interesting. So this cool. says um, from the Celtics. So also in that Ireland-ish area. Yeah. So they had to get creative to avoid being terrorized by evil spirits. And so they donned disguises. So they would not be mistaked by, uh, or they would be. That we recognize. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, turning from a lot of our traditions are based on people being weird.
0: <laughs> is not how it goes. <clears throat>
1: that we're like, oh, this is going to be cute, but actually, this started off as like a weird, like religious or yeah, that's
0: strange, isn't it? <laughs> and then as it's as it's progressed, um, here you go. There's a little shout out to Patrick because you mentioned Germany at one point. So it says some sources argue that the modern trick or treating or dressing up. Um, came from German-American communities where children would dress in costumes and then call on their neighbors to see if the adults could guess um, who was in the costume, essentially. Oh, there you and go. And then if uh, <laughs> one version of this, if the people were not able to guess who it was, then they would reward them by giving them candy. Mm. So that's how they got the candy in the first place. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff hmm that is kind of interesting though if you think about it about i get to see a bunch of children
1: running around me like ah who am
0: i <laughs> that's another interesting Ah, psych! you're wrong give me candy <laughs> we talked about this a couple weeks ago too about how um it's just interesting how we dress up for halloween in general and how it's a lot deeper than it may seem on the surface like we're trying to escape for a little bit and be someone different and stuff like that it's just crazy to think about Um, Another one for you is kitty cats. So we all think about the the black cats on Halloween. And I want you to guess when this started, like our association with black cats and Halloween.
1: Well, I would assume something like way back, like in the day, like when they believed in like witches and stuff of that nature, you know, kind of like the Salem witch stuff. All the way back to the middle ages. Yeah. I figured that out. I mean, you know, when they were like,
0: Oh, you're the devil. That's exactly what it says. These cats were <clears throat> the, of the devil. There you go. Hey. That. That's wild.
1: I thought you, thought you tricked me.
0: I know. You're like, you're uh, well. Uh, what if I
1: got you and I was actually just like looking at the same website you were.
0: <laughs> I'm sharing my screen right now. I not even that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Man, you've done your homework on this stuff. Um, This is so interesting dude okay i got another one for you i actually have a question though all Um, right have you ever bobbed for apples once once that's one more time than me i don't think just one time dude we're in a covid world can you imagine bobbing for apples now actually
1: yeah i know and i can actually remember it was i wasn't even like i was dared or even at a party i did it because i saw it on a tv show People doing it, so I got this big old tub, and I remember being a very small child and filling up this tub with water in our house, or my mom's apartment at the time. And I remember just like taking this whole like thing of apples she had just made and like threw it in this bucket of water and just started randomly bobbing for apples in the middle of our kitchen. (laughs) Sounds like a good experience. Um, Yeah, until my mom was pretty upset that I, you know, wasted all the apples. (laughs) Would you do it now? I mean, I would do it if somebody else was going to do it. I feel like now it'd be more just fun to do as adults because it's silly.
0: I don't know, dude. I'm I. I could do it with uh, <laughs> with like Holly, um, but as a what you wouldn't bob for apples with me? I don't know, man. It's, it's actually it's probably a smart idea because I might come up behind you and just push you down into the water. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why. That's exactly <laughs> right. Nothing to do with germs, but I'm a germaphobe, so I don't know. The whole idea of bobbing for apples kind of. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. But uh, uh I have some fun with it. It's it's from the Roman times, from a Roman festival. Um they were celebrating the goddess of agriculture and abundance. And they would be able to foretell their future relationships based on the game. That's interesting. Hmm. So they, they would have young really young Roman. so they were I, I don't know. It says Multiple variations existed, but the gist was that the young man and young woman would be able to foretell their future relationships based on it. So maybe if you got the apple, you were like, you were ready to mingle. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think because I remember actually. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I don't know why you would. Hmm. I I don't get it. I don't. I want to say that like when you're talking God of Agriculture, I think that, this is just random off-topic. But I want to say that, that was like Zeus's sister. I don't know, but maybe it has to
0: do with like fertility. Like maybe if you were able to get an apple, it meant you were fertile. I don't know. I'll have to do some more homework into that because. So I'm looking it up
1: now because I'm curious. I don't know what an apple would have to do with that, but.
0: Maybe that's all they had.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe all they have is an apple. I
0: don't know. I got nothing. That's weird though. Okay. I have a couple more for you. Okay. 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 Sorry. That was weird. No, I, I, that's something someone needs to look this up. Someone do the homework and let us know. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I got to know now black and orange for Halloween. I've actually have always wondered why this is the case. Do you know why? Um, You'll guess this. I know no, you I have no idea. You don't is it
1: like something to do with like the resemblance of the candles.
0: So it's another Celtic tradition and
1: oh, it just has to do with their red hair
0: black represents the death of summer and oh, orange okay. is emblematic of the autumn harvest season huh makes sense i thought two people just threw two different colors together and then they called that halloween but it's very symbolic it's deep hmm. and then i got one more for you of course okay, okay. this one makes sense Okay, we're talking about Western traditions and nothing better than capitalism. So, uh, gorging on candy. It says, um, toys, coins, fruits, and nuts were just as likely to be given out originally. The rise in the popularity of trick-or-treating in the 1950s inspired candy companies to make a marketing push with small, individually-wrapped confections. People obliged out of convenience, but candy did not dominate at the exclusion of all other treats until parents started fearing anything unwrapped in the 1970s. So it was kind of a little bit of everything. And then in the 50s, the companies were like, ooh, we can make some money off this. And then as people got a little crazier and you couldn't trust people as much, it pretty much went to exclusively candy. Huh. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it makes sense, though. It does. It does. Any way you can make people them- are crazy, but it makes sense. I mean, I
1: can understand because you know you can't trust the world.
0: But hmm, interesting. And that is from Mental Floss. So, if you are interested in reading the rest of them, um, Mental Floss is the way to go.
1: So, anyway, so I just did some quick research while you were speaking. By the way, on the apple bobbing. Mm-hmm. So apparently, it was a tradition that was brought in that was based on two celebrations that basically came together from the Romans and the Britons. From in british so the romans brought it in when they apparently conquered britain and that the first person to do bite into the apple was the next person to get to marry
0: so the first person that would bite
1: so they would like they would have everybody line up that was unmarried and young young and unmarried and the first person to be able to bite into their apple floating in the water hanging on a string was the next person in the village
0: that got to get married so it's basically the equivalent of tossing the bouquet and whoever catches it is the next person to get married at a wedding. Correct. Hmm. Interesting. That's In very sense. interesting to, they need, to me. And they need to make this a Netflix show.
1: Yeah. Bo- and you can see it now, Bobbing for Apples. Bobbing
0: for, bobbing for Love. Actually, it's a
1: pretty good title.
0: Bobbing for Love. Bobbing
1: for Love. <laughs> love Bobbers. <laughs> love Bobbers. <laughs>
0: Oh
1: my god. Actually, no, I no, don't see that because that sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> that sounds kind of dirty. Yeah, let's not go that route.
0: Oh my uh, god. God. wow. Well, here we are. Yeah. Um, as we're <laughs> we were all over the place, man. We I was hyper strange episode. How, yeah. Then I got super it got super deep for I think I'm getting the crash from that. Yeah, I think I'm getting super crashy from that super hype. I know. Kind of wow. getting that like punch drunk feel. God, if you're still with us, um we just went through that emotional roller coaster together and we You're a champ. You are. Um yes, and I thank you for being a champ and um it
1: means you're as equally as crazy as we are.
0: That's right. And my homework for next week is I always I'm bad at this. So you have psychology and you have psychiatry, which is like when you introduce medicine into psychology. But a person who studies psychology is a psychologist, person who studies psychiatry or psych, psychot- psychiatry? psychiatry, they're called a psychiatrist, psychiatric, I can't say it.
1: Psychiatrist?
0: Psychiatrist. There it is. Psychiatrist. Man, that was a struggle. I was like, uh okay. Thank you, Patrick. I thought Josh was like having an issue with me here for a minute. I'm starting to wonder, man. It's getting late. So my my homework for next week is to rehearse that word so I can actually say it in the future. Psychiatrist.
1: <laughs> oh, this kid. All right. Yeah. Well, well, guys, yeah. I was say if you're if you got along with us, thank you. Um, it's going to be a great week, the rest of the week. I look forward to next week's episode, which is going to be the grand finale. Um, I promise it yes. to be much more interesting and much more well-rehearsed than today's. Yes. Today was just a very weird and slapstick funny kind of episode. I don't know what was going on. I think maybe we were thrown off by doing it on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday for us. Yes. Uh, maybe yes. that has something to do with it or the stars were aligning just quite right. <laughs> um, but next week is going to be eerie. It's going to be fun. It's going to be our Halloween, like our major Halloween episode as we wrap this up, just talking about all those ex- crazy, exciting experiences. And I look forward to talking with you guys that next week. Um, and thank you for figuring it out with us tonight.